What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you this fine evening? This is the first time we're recording after daylight savings time. I know, and so it's still even daylight it's outside. Evening, it's not totally dark yet. Really, it's the, it's my personal favorite holiday of the year. It's not yeah. even a holiday. I cannot stand darkness, um, and I love natural light. So the the winter time is pretty brutal for me. I should move to Arizona where they don't have it. That's true. That seems like the ideal place for you. But then I, I just to hate, live in Arizona. How do you feel though? That's true. That's the other <laughs> thing. People have been trying to like sell me on Arizona. No offense to Arizona, to Arizonians. Who's been but trying like, to sell you on Arizona? Uh, my buddy Michael has, and actually my my brother-in-law Michael as well. They've both been like, Arizona's great. My Do sister they and he, they love Arizona? the desert. Are no, they, they sponsored by the state of Arizona? No, no, no. no. They <laughs> just like sure? all the national parks and stuff out there, which no, no, no offense to Arizona. I'm sorry, though. It gets hot enough there where the asphalt melts tires or the asphalt melts. I'm sorry. Oh, I just don't. It's hot enough here in Texas. Don't tell me it's a dry heat because I don't believe you. It's still too damn hot. So it's I'll be staying hot. here where I can uh, stay just where it's only moderately hellish in yeah. the summer. That's sounds better. Hellish. So. I'm going to stick here and stay it out here. But uh, so, yeah, no, if you like that. But how do you feel, though, about it getting like still being dark at 7 a.m.? Oh, I'm fine with that because I don't you're wake, fine up. In, the morning I wake up in the morning. Are you kidding me? <laughs> By the time I'm up, the sun's up and I'm like, ah, this is the way it should be. You get up at 7 a.m. or not. You need to stop that. <laughs> stop making the rest of us look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I try to wake up then, but I'm just like, oh, it's still so dark. Never mind. Go exactly. That's that's what nature wants. Stop fighting nature. That's true. I should stop fighting nature. But if you want to listen to new episodes of the show and, you know, maybe hear a little bit more about our hatred of daylight saving times, so well, you can do that when the episodes drop at Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time across podcast services around the World Wide Web, as well as over on our YouTube channel, where you can watch a video version of each episode. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can join our Discord server. We have, we're where we have a lot of fun talking about games and non-gaming related things when we're not here recording the show. And also, if you would like to help make the show bigger and better, just like Zach S, Susan M, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, and Brandon W have done, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before its general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, and for our patrons that are $5 here, you also get two-week early access to a special subsidiary sideshow that Bogan and I do called Team Chit Chat, where we talk about things and you hear our opinions on things that are not gaming related so after that two weeks of course that goes out to the rest of the general public over on our youtube channel so check that out if you want but if you can't support us through patreon that's no big deal there are plenty of other ways you can support us as well such as telling your friends writing us reviews commenting following us on social media all that great stuff helps make the show bigger and better as well by spreading the good word of team chat podcast but also though we are sponsored now so quick here's a quick word from our sponsors this episode of Team Chat Podcast is brought to you by Bowed Up. Bowed Up is a modern Asian brand that combines traditional bow techniques with more modern and Texas-inspired fillings. 
Our goal is to provide a very convenient experience with satisfying food. Now, Mogan, uh, I don't know if you saw, but this is a Bowed Up is a local Austin uh, chain of restaurants. Makes delicious food. We've had it It's several times. It's fantastic. Indeed. Did you see, though, that they opened up a brand new location over on Riverside? So I was super pissed off about this, actually, because I used to live on off of on Riverside. You know that, right? Oh, so you like, get, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I when moved we, like, to first Austin met. originally, I lived there for four years, move, no up. and then they show up. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's just rude. You know what's I know. funny? So th- this kind of this goes hand in hand with two places. Like Bowed Up moved in to East Riverside, and where I live now was directly around the corner, like literally a couple of blocks away from my favorite craft beer store. The mm-hmm. minute I moved into this new neighborhood, they moved location to. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Do you just have I've like been, a, a barrier, like a force field that yeah. these places are like, we cannot be within a certain radius of Mogan's living location. It's like, stop. <laughs> I'm going to need you to come, come <laughs> on back now. I'm going to need you to come back here. Come but yes, back. I did see they got a new location. We'll have to go. Che- we'll have to go check it out sometime. Pick up our food from that one one time. Instead of Maybe the, the lockers will be in a different configuration. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I hope they're covered in Hello Kitty stickers. <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd they be really cool. They should consider that. <laughs> they should. All right. Well, before we get into the main topic of the day, let's get a little bit of news and what's coming out soon in our moment with Mogan. All right. So coming out as of God, it's almost the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah, like a leather week and a half, I guess. Goodness gracious. All right, so coming out as of this episode's air date on the 22nd, 23rd, the 23rd. Yes. Oh, my mom's <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday, yeah, mom. Happy birthday to Jared's mom with a game you can play with your son, Overcooked All You Can Eat. For PS4, hey. Xbox One, Switch, and PC, that is out as of today. Uh, so cool. is Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town uh, for Nintendo Switch. One more time, in case you aren't aware of this. Uh, I think a recent Harvest Moon game recently came out too, to mixed to negative reviews. So in case you missed it years ago, for those of you that used to love the Harvest Moon series, the title for Harvest Moon got bought or like they split or something and the harvest moon title is now not owned by the original studio that did the harvest moon games so if you're thinking wow harvest moon games suck recently it's because it's not by the people that used to make harvest moon the harvest moon people the true harvest moon people are making story of seasons now so if you're like man i haven't played a good harvest moon game in years it's because you need to switch to story of seasons so are they basically like the same except or like not They're, the same, but like it, it has the old feel of like what the old Harvest Moon games are. So new Harvest Moon, it's not like it's a weird shell of Harvest Moon. It's not Harvest Moon. Story of Seasons is Harvest Moon. Gotcha. It just is. It, it straight up is. <laughs> Anyways, Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Town is out today for the Nintendo Switch. Long live. Lo- excuse me, not long live. Live. Love live. I know this is an anime, but I don't. I think it's love live because it's about um like Japanese idol girls. So love live school idol festival after school. Why? Why home meeting? This name is crazy, by the way. There are exclamation yeah, points all over the like place. It. There are one, two, three, four exclamation points and a colon. 
and okay. a dash. There's a oh. lot happening here. So anyways, Love Live School Idol Festival After School YY Home Meeting is out as of March 24th for PS4. So is Paradise Lost for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Coming out on the 25th, we have Black Legend for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Also on the 25th, Dandy Ace. First of all, can we get a small golf clap for the shortest name on this list? Dandy Ace, thank you. That's available for PC on March 25. Dark with a Q, not a K. Dark with a Q. Artistic choice. For PS5 and Xbox Series X and S on the 25th. Ellie Ho, a Wild West tale for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on the 25th. Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, is coming to Xbox One and PC on March 25. And then rounding out the end of the weekend, we have, oh, finally! So we're actually kind of accidentally talking, not accidentally, we're also talking about this a little bit later today. That weird game that Sony and Square keep promoing, Balon Wonderworld. Yeah. Yeah, so Balon Wonderworld is finally coming out. It's available for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 26th. So is Genesis Noir for Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the 26th. It takes two. Oh, this is the one that actually looks fun. Are oh, really? You, this one interests you? Yeah, it takes two. You didn't yeah. think it looked fun? It looks weird and oh just my God. You, out there. You and Sam got to get this. Come on. Or That's least, true. I mean, it would be a good co-op game for us. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it takes that two. That one does look interesting. It looks interesting in like a very weird way. I can't that, decide how I feel about it. Is Am I correct in thinking that it takes two is being... It has been developed by the people that did um, Brothers. Oh, game. A Way Out? A Way Out. Is that And true? I think they did do also another one Brothers related. Brothers is in the title of another yeah, one they did. What, what's up with that? It's, the jo- it's that jo- uh, Joseph Farah's guy who's at the uh, Game Awards was like, fuck the Oscars. It's that guy's Joseph- studio. Oh, yeah. That legend. Yeah. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. what I was thinking of. Okay. So, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Um, anyways, that's not coming out right now. I'm getting distracted. The point is, it takes two. A really cool looking co-op title, I think, is out for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on March 26th. The only game that matters. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 for PS5 and Xbox. I'm just kidding. Woo! Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are coming out for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. But more importantly, Monster Hunter Rise is finally coming out for the Switch on March 26th. Hell yeah. That game I am very much excited about. And that's kind of all you need to know through the end of this week. And I feel like a lot of our, uh, a lot of people we know are going to be picking that one up. I know you and I are both going to be getting it. uh, And then I know a lot. So we're going to be having a ton of uh, hunting parties or hunting patties as they were called over in our discord. So indeed, uh, (laughs) due to an unfortunate typo, but yet I feel like the name should stick, but, uh, but Yeah. So another news story that we want to talk about, uh, we can file this one under companies being shitty, is uh, Activision Blizzard reports new layoffs. A CEO reportedly set to pocket enormous bonus payout. This is from IGN by Wesley LeBlanc. It was updated on March 18th. So today, actually 2021, originally posted was on March 17th. So apparently Activision Blizzard had to lay off 190 employees. It's a big number. 50, 50 of those were part of their esports division, which, you know, they claim. Let me see in this article here. 
Okay, so business Sports Business Journal in this IGN article reports that Activision executive Tony Petiti said the 50 esports-specific layoffs are a result of the company's attempt at reinventing its esports division amidst the global COVID-19 pandemic. Petiti also told SBJ that the company is planning for a future where Activision's esports look different and are less dependent on live events. Uh, and they are also said that all these employees getting off, uh, being laid off, not getting off, being laid off, <laughs> will receive a proper severance package. <laughs> Excuse my slip of the tongue. Uh, but uh, with things that will apparently be, uh, I lost it in the article. There it is. 90 days of severance and health benefits for up to a year. So, and uh, as well, a uh, $200 gift card to battle.net. So, but. While that is, you know, incredibly sad, and you know, obviously we hope that all those people affected by these layoffs are be- going to be able to be rehired soon. Once again, uh, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick is being uh, analyzed or scrutinized, I should say, because amidst all of this, he is potentially up for a two hundred million dollar bonus. Which I'm sorry, I get restructuring. I get like having to make changes to the business, but if it comes to the point where you're having to lay off 190 people, I don't feel like you then get to turn around and give your seat, give yourself $200 million. It's just wild. I, I just, that $200 million could be used to make jobs for the 190 people that you laid off in your company. Yeah. Just saying, I may not know just how saying. business works inside <laughs> and out, but I got to say that seems like how it should work anyway. I'm going to say, yeah. so uh, obviously hopefully that, I mean, more. I'm readying myself that yes, he's going to get that bonus because that's just how business tends to work. But hopefully, the uh, outcry will be strong enough about this that there will be a better solution in that there he doesn't get it. Be, but there won't will. be. Yeah, there won't. <laughs> yeah, be. That's, that's, so. that's a nice thought, but that's not that's not going to happen. Nope, it's not. Unfortunately, but that brings us to our main topic of the day, which we have two little uh video game showcases well not both little one was one we're going to be talking about playstation's indie showcase that they had with a little bit of news and some updates to their play at home service or play at home program that they're that they're having throughout the spring where they're going to be releasing uh 10 new titles for free for people to be able to pick up but then they also highlighted a few of their upcoming indie games as well so what were those looking like i know you had a couple of those that you wanted to talk about yeah, there actually weren't that many. This little indie showcase was indeed very small, which, you know, indie games, small games in, in most cases. Uh, right. Obviously, Hellblade Send of a Sacrifice doesn't count, but and neither <laughs> does Hollow Knight. Most were small. So and this next one doesn't even really count either. Uh, so it's already coming to the Switch as well. But they did announce that Disco Elysium, the final cut, which is the definitive the definitive edition of Disco Elysium is mm-hmm. coming to PlayStation consoles on March 30th as well. So that's actually coming out at the end of this month. And Disco Elysium is one of those games that has been so high on my list, but I gather. Yeah, I know it's quite like a long game. So because, but it's a big like investigation, right? It's a detective story right yeah. up your alley. Yeah, like, it's I'm- right up my alley. So I, I definitely need to play this game, but I do kind of want to play it on Switch just because if I can get a game for Switch, I'm gonna. Because then when I have to go to the restroom at home and I'm gaming, I don't just have take to it with you. I don't have to yeah, I don't have to miss out on anything. Anyway, so Disco Elysium, the final cut, <laughs> is coming to PlayStation consoles on March 30th. 
so are a couple of other new games. So the next one is one that I'm actually kind of interested in, Operation Tango. And mostly Ooh. I'm interested in this for a potential you and me stream night game because oh, this nice. is an asymmetrical co-op spy game so this is a clever uh, i like the sound this of that game comes from clever plays studio in which players act as either a hacker or an agent to solve puzzles and the game launches for ps4 and ps5 this spring i don't think it had a formal announce uh, a formal release date but it's coming soon because we're in we're in spring right now uh, i thought that one looked really cool the next Very cool. kind of odd but I guess that's the point of indie games. Um, so Chicory, A Colorful Tale. So Chicory, A Colorful Tale, in Chicory, A Colorful Tale, players must restore colors to the world with a magical paintbrush. Uh, oh. The developers said that they want to center the player's individual creativity at all times, and that players will have many options for customizing their worlds. It does look like a very soothing game. Basically, it's like it, it looks a lot like a coloring book in that it's mm. very... Just a black and white, very animated, drawn world. And then you just take this paintbrush and go blam, 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 and cut and color it all however you want. So that's cool, I guess. The next one is, <laughs> this one I thought was so weird, Nor. And that's spelled N-O-U-R. Nor, play with your food, combines adaptive music with good-looking food. So basically, you're just like playing with really well rendered food like literally like in pre preparation and presentation and the music reacts according to what you do oh and that's the hilarious the different foods have different sounds to play with so it's basically like okay you play the foods like little instruments it's a wild concept but all right you know what that's exactly what we rely on indie games for so nor play with your food weird game i like it interesting interesting <laughs> Uh, and that game will launch later this summer. Uh, the next one is Where the Heart Leads. Well, interestingly enough, uh, so Where the Heart Leads is being developed by Armature Studios, who previously made Metroid Prime 3. Oh. So that's weird. Because <laughs> so where, where the Heart Leads is not Metroid Prime 3, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but this game will launch on July 13th for PS4 and PS5. Where the Heart Leads is a choice-driven story following one man through his past and present and future as he reflects on his life and the pivotal moments where one choice or another made him who he is. You can then change what the you know different things that happened in his life to affect other outcomes. So the game hmm. features dozens of endings depending on what path the player takes. I thought it looks cool, but that's probably not the kind of game I will be picking up. The next one, and this is a rare one for me, is a VR game that I would actually consider potentially buying. Wait, what? What really? From from you who said that VR's you do you don't like it and you're waiting for it to die? Mostly because I feel like this is a great use of VR in that this game is called Puzzling Places, oh. a 3D jigsaw puzzle game. So basically it's just using VR to be able to put together these extremely complex 3D jigsaw puzzles. And I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I would like to have VR for because That's in, cool. real, in real life, the type of puzzle you're putting together has to adhere to gravity and the rules of physics. In a VR space, it can just float in, in empty open space so they can be shaped like whatever they want. Uh, in the trailer, they showed a couple of different ones like a boat, a castle on a cliff, and even the cliff was included. It was really cool. So uh, puzzle 
excuse me, Puzzling Places. Uh, I don't think it has a firm release date, but it's scheduled to come out for PSVR later this winter. And then the last one, rounding out this little indie showcase, Heavenly Bodies. So coming out later this year, Heavenly Bodies is a physics-based puzzle game set in space. Using the DualSense controller, so it's going to have the gyroscopics, which I love. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, Players will do maintenance and assembly on, like, their space gear, like satellites and junk, uh, by controlling their astronauts' limbs. The game will be available for PS4 and PS5 and includes local co-op. This is another one that I was like, ooh, put local co-op and gravity physics in there. I'm all about that nonsense. That could be pretty fun. That could make for some pretty fun uh, gameplay together. It could. It actually didn't look that you know, goofy as we have kind of come to uh, often think about these sort of weird physics-based games like Super Bunny Man, that kind of thing. But yeah. still, it looks, it looks quite neat. So Heavenly Bodies. I'm excited about that one, too. Very cool. Very cool. Oh, I'm out of breath. <laughs> so uh some of the games that will be available to download for the during the play at home also are uh well i can't read that one all of a sudden uh res abzu the witness abzu. enter the gungeon subnautica thumper paper beast astrobot and moss uh moss astrobot paper beast and thumper are all playstation vr titles yeah but also horizon zero dawn will be able to be downloaded for free on April 19th. So that's pretty cool too. If you have missed out on that fantastic game, now is the time. Yeah. I, like, you got to yeah, do I it. I missed out. So maybe I'll finally it. do it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. But we were also, the other the, uh, big presentation we were going to talk about today is that as of today, actually, earlier this afternoon, Square Enix hosted their Square Enix Presents presentation where we got a lot of news on some upcoming games as well as the official world reveal of the next entry into the Life is Strange series. So we'll get to that one in a second, because if you know me and Mogan, we are huge fans of Life is Strange and are probably, that's the game we're obviously most excited about, I, I would assume, to come, uh, we actually haven't compared notes on this yet because we want our, those, our, our feelings and reactions to be fresh. But I, so I hope I'm not speaking for you in that this is the one that we're most excited for. But um, we'll start with where they kicked off the show, which is with Outriders. This game I'm getting more and more excited about as stuff comes along. It obviously, it's going to be, you know, a loot shooter, a la Destiny. And, but, uh, it just looks so, I said in our discord, I was just like, oh, this game looks metal as hell. I actually, after that, finally, after the presentation and after I finished up work and stuff before we recorded, jumped on uh, steam and, and started playing the demo. The game is insane. Like it's oh, super already a demo. Out? Yeah. You can play oh. it on a PS4 steam Luckily. Xbox and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and it's I'll like the it first, try. the first chapter of the game and everything like that. So I was giving it a shot. It's, it's pretty fun. It runs really smooth. The mechanics feel, uh, I was actually playing on my computer, which I normally don't do. So that was kind of a fun little, uh, side experience, but yeah, it looks like it's going to have the ability to be one of those things that will keep you around for a while. Cause deep levels of customization, uh, you're there's, you know, you're fighting both wildlife and humans. You're, you're, you know, like super powered by some like anomaly, they call it in the game. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of post content, uh, post campaign content that they talked about called expeditions, similar, I'm assuming to style of like raids and destiny and different things like that. So it looks like it could be the next big 
entry into this genre. So, but it, it does it, uh, you know, do you have any positive thoughts on it at all or, or just thoughts on it in general? Cause it doesn't normally look like something you'd be up for, but. Yeah. So here's the thing. There were two games today and we will talk about both of them that I, I looked at both and I was like, I have been burned before by Anthem. Mm, so I think mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just because one of the only loot shooters I've ever really played is Anthem. I didn't right. play Destiny. I don't know of any others. <laughs> division. The Division yeah, is another I, big I one. I didn't play The Division. Uh, so like the two big ones, I've never really played, but I did play Anthem, and that game did not go well. So the whole concept of the loot shooter, I'm not opposed to it. Like, I like treasure. I love getting treasure in Jungle. Yeah. I like the concept of loot. What I don't like is all grind for no reward. So if that's going to be the case, I'm not interested. As far as setting goes, I will say that Outriders is also not necessarily up my particular aesthetic alley per se. But it's it very gritty. Look, yeah, it's very gritty. And I always kind of look at those games. and I'm like, oh, how try hard. <laughs> like personally, I'm like, boo. <laughs> but I, mean, it's- I, I will concede that it looks very good it looks very yeah. good very cool and i would be more interested in, more interested in it if i knew i had a dedicated team of people to play with like kind of like the overwatch effect right uh, I, I wouldn't have gotten overwatch except that other people were like oh you gotta get this game and play with us i wouldn't have gotten monster hunter world except for cody he was like i'm begging you begging you to get this game and i loved it so i think that this is the kind of game that i would probably only like if I were playing it with my friends, otherwise it's probably a no go for me. I, that's kind of how I am too. Like I, I think Anthem, you know, I know you and I played a little bit together. I played with another buddy of mine every once in a while, but that's and my that problem with these games was- is I just don't have, I don't have a, like now I know several people who play destiny. So I could probably be like, Hey, let's let, you know, help me get leveled Ro-Ro. up and we could be jumping. Yeah. Roro yeah, plays Ro-Ro a lot of destiny. destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and even division two, I think I know a couple people now, but like, yeah, it's like, I would want to have that dedicated group. I agree with yeah. you there because that the loot shooters, like I even was playing the demo and some random person jumped into my uh, party because you can play it fully co-op and stuff like that. And I was just like, Oh cool. But then obviously he's higher level. So he's blowing through stuff. And I just, I hate that feeling where like you feel left behind constantly because the other player is just like running, a, yeah. running ahead, doing everything for you. Cause they're higher power. No and so like, I would definitely want that more dedicated team, like you said, but yeah. notwithstanding the game looks really cool though. Yeah. And so like, it is very violent. It is very gritty. A lot of your abilities. I chose the, uh, the, the fire class. I can't remember which one it is now, but well, the pyro, I mean, pyromancer probably, but, uh, I was using some of those abilities and they were pretty cool to get to use. Like you shoot off this, like, uh, flame path along the ground that like blows up and sets everybody on fire that it touches and everything like that. It was, it was some pretty gnarly stuff. So I was a big fan of that. Uh, but so, but like you said, with kind of with kind of withholding to see, like if I know how many people I know are going to actually yeah. pick it up before I do as well. And I mean, Speaking of loot shooters, should we Which talk one? about Marvel? Marvel's Avengers? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I was, so, I, I, I like legitimately, I was like, wait, where's she going with this? I don't know where. Other than dude, that's right. I remember. So the next one that they talked about, or one of the next ones, I don't remember the order, was Marvel's Avengers. And in case you're out of the loop on this, the Marvel's Avengers game 
has been in kind of a continuing level of scandal because their player base just is on what seems like a nonstop downward spiral. Yeah. They went from like already not very good starting numbers to just abysmal numbers of concurrent players at a time, like in the hundreds. So Marvel's Avengers has a lot of issues. Mainly people have complained that things feel very, very samey and that it's not honestly super fun. And the only thing that is fun is the combat, but only when you get your characters leveled up to like their highest level. But then the development team decided to make it more grindy so that it's harder than ever to get higher leveled. And now it's like, why are you making your shitty game worse? Honestly, why are you making a bad game a worse time for the people that are already playing it? So I don't know, maybe they're coveted Hawkeye DLC that they keep you know, putting on blast and that they did here today too. Maybe that will actually do something. But I I laughed out loud when the announcer was like, we've come a long way since the game launched. I was like, yeah, (laughs) you've come. I mean, you you didn't specify direction long way down to the bottom, isn't it? It's just like, Oh my God, the audacity. Well, it's just one for me again. Yes. It's a loot shooter, but also like it just didn't capture my attention at all. Like I, I, maybe I'm marveled out and it's just too much stuff. And so I'm kind of like, okay, cool. The Avengers fine. If it's your cup of tea, then go for it, go crazy. But like, you know, it obviously had a big, a, a large amount of interest because of how many huge Mar. I mean, how many Avengers Marvel's fan, Marvel fans out there would be like, hell yeah, I want to play this new 2020 video game where I get to be the Avengers. But not only did you say that it does feel grindy, they've had to delay like just about every post launch uh, expansion or release that they've had granted partially potentially due to like COVID things and stuff like that. But like their first new character, Kate Bishop, they had to delay. Then the next character that they announced is Hawkeye, who I know they probably have dip similar different abilities, but they're both, you know, archer combat. They're both specifically. The it's like, yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like, why did you follow her up with Hawkeye? You know, people were really excited and waiting for the new black Panther expansion, which was finally officially announced today. So I know it's like, granted, we have not spent time in that game because just one, I had zero interest in it. it uh, like I thought at one point, maybe it looked cool, but then I was just like, no, I'm, I'm over it. I don't, the combat looked flashy, but I could also tell if that's the only thing that's going to keep me there, that's going to get stale really fast. So yeah. I was just kind of like, ah, it's, it's fine. I'll skip I mean, this one. But yeah, I, I, it is interesting to see them trying to make the comeback. And then even then, like some of the reactions I saw online post the event were kind of still just like, okay, cool. Okay. Like I'm waiting for black Panther. I mean, exactly. So I will say that I know people probably like him. People probably like Hawkeye, right? But I mean, you know, (laughs) it's just like if you're if you're releasing if you release Kate Bishop, who honestly had me more excited than Hawkeye, just because like we've seen Hawkeye in the movies. I was like, I don't know who that is. So, so you know, that was exciting to be just not like just Hawkeye. That was that was actually my thought. I was like, oh, cool, they're doing her first, not Hawkeye. That's cool. And then they just follow it right back up with Hawkeye. And I was like, oh, such a strange (laughs) choice. Um, I will say that at least the Black Panther portion, I was like, oh. That actually looks cool. That looks like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm a little bit interested in that. So right. I won't play it. But I see, this is the thing. I just wish that they had made a standalone Black Panther game. Because I be feel cool. like as a character, 
he's much more like along the lines of, you know, my favorite series is Dishonored because of its stealth combat. Black Panther would be so chef's kiss for a Dishonored game or a Dishonored style game. Yeah. So I personally would have loved to have seen him in like a, a single player kind of campaign style deal, but we can well, also because he's so not much. like obviously Black Panther was in a few of the movies, but there's not like we, we haven't had Black Panther games before. It's not like Spider-Man where they, yeah. we've had like several Spider-Man so games Spider-Man. and stuff like that. It's like, that'd be really cool. That I would be, be cool. more into that. Yeah. yeah. No, I that, agree. That would be I'm interesting. With I'm so, with you right there. You know what? Maybe someday, maybe, maybe someday, someday they'll do it and then we yep. can all rejoice. But until that, that day real. comes, I, in the meantime, I will not be playing Marvel's Avengers. No offense. Yeah, neither will I. It's again, it's the same thing. It's like if I ha- if I'm going to choose a loot shooter too, like Outriders is way more catching my attention than than the what Avengers game. Loot shooters just do the thing that you want, which is give you just as much loot as you could possibly ever dream. Why do they hold it back? Well, I Why? get like they obviously have to design it and they obviously have to like make sure how it works in the game and all that stuff. So I understand that aspect of it not being just completely unlimited. But Ridiculous. I mean, and then again, though, Borderlands, that was its huge thing is like they were going to give you like a bajillion different guns to choose from. And that was a lot of fun. But also at some point in Borderlands, I definitely had the point of, oh, my God, this is too many guns. I don't know what to choose. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I got the. I just picked up this gun. I shot this guy, and now it's the exact same gun, but it does one damage more per second. Yes, it was a lot of that stuff sometimes it felt yeah. like. But, you know, as it, sometimes it is. Uh, they also had a lot of announcements for Tomb Raider during yes. the event, being that uh, Tomb Raider is celebrating its 25th anniversary, which is really cool. Uh, but they also said there's going to be, like, it's going to, uh, Laura Croft is now in Fortnite. They're going to have Croft Manor be like a play, be like a playable area within the Fortnite creative section. Which so honestly, that, that's kind of cool. At least it's that Croft is pretty Manor. Cool. Everybody yeah. likes a manor. <laughs> and but then also they announced that the three new iterations that Square Enix made are going to be bundled together with all of their DLC and expansions and stuff like that into a new bundle, which you, is released now, and you can actually go buy that. So that's pretty cool. You can yeah. also get. The Lara Croft Tomb Raider official cookbook coming soon. I, so I wanted to <laughs> I like, laugh so hard. <laughs> I laugh so hard. I think if we were going to rank weirdest announcements from everything that happened today, that cookbook yeah. would be number, number one. one. I was number like, one. why are you talking about that here? Like, you, you, you think these people in <laughs> your audience <laughs> are like, oh, sweet, a Tomb Raider cookbook. I was just like, okay. It's so weird. Sure. <laughs> I even like to cook and I like a tomb Raider and I was still like, no, I don't, I don't want that. I want a new tomb Raider game. Right. But I will say that the trilogy, the trilogy collection is nice for anybody that obviously hasn't played any of those games before. I really enjoyed tomb Raider 2014. So, so you know, if you can get that one and all of its DLC and then the other two on top of that and all of their DLC, that's a good deal. Go for it. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that that game was so good. I like I love that one. I still need to play the other two. I am behind on that. But this I, watching the like the montage for the bundle, I was like, damn, I need to play those. Because yeah, I, I remembered how those. good the first one was. And I was like, ah, I gotta get back onto those. They also announced a few uh new mobile games that are coming out for their based off of some of their properties, such as Just Cause. Uh, Hitman Sniper Assassins Space Invaders is getting some new iteration, which they said is going to ho- focus heavily on uh, augmented reality. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. That is exciting. I like Space Invaders is a, just an all time great 
let me kill five minutes kind of game. Like you can just pick exactly. it up and go and, you know, and play through a few levels and go through it. And it's obviously one of the longest running video games too. And so it's really cool to see yet another new iteration, which AR could do a lot of really cool things. Like, could you like project the game on your phone, like through the camera and it's like projecting all the thing up on the side of the huge building. That'd be cool. That'd be really you know? cool. That'd be uh, awesome. Did you notice in the Just Cause mobile trailer, did, did how, how close of a look did you get at the villain? Like, it, it showed a little bit. He kind of looked like Lex Luthor-ish. See, it showed him very briefly. I didn't think he looked like Lex Luthor. I did think he looked like a dead ringer for Jeff Bezos. I was like, oh, did really? Bezos <laughs> He looked just like him. I was like, oh my god, they're beating up Bezos. Yeah! <laughs> so that's hilarious that i did not alone, make that connection like to- two thumbs up love it <laughs> what i really loved about that game though is that trailer is how just like you know obviously i know the just cause games are very over the top when like in their action styles i love seeing the videos of putting of people putting like the the rocket propelled grenades and stuff on like cows and launching them <laughs> off into the sky and but like still though this trailer showed like, obviously you're going to get to play with your friends. It's going to be a huge, you know, a big a, play it with your friends. You make things go boom and all this other stuff, but still to granted. Yes, it's a trailer also, but I was just like, there is no way in hell this game is anything close to what this trailer is trying to make it look like it's oh, going to sure. be, <laughs> Yeah, but it still looked like a action packed good time, I guess. But I'm just also like, yeah, I don't know. Not one I'll be picking up, but if your fans are just cause, <laughs> no, no. I actually kind of feel like a lot of these things we've kind of been like, not for us, not for us. Well, but- I mean, we kind of touched on it in the moment with Mogan, but just to confirm, like they did, and again, I kind of don't understand why they did another trailer for it so close to its release. But Balon Wonderland is coming out, and I just is it Wonderland I, or Wonder World? Balon Wonder World. I'm sorry, you're right, but in my head. Ball on Wonderland sounds better, so right. I'm probably going to say it that way. No matter I wonder if they what. couldn't do that around some kind of copyright thing with Alice They probably couldn't. I bet you're probably right. Um, but anyways, this game does look neat, and I'm actually really curious to see what kind of feedback that it gets, because it's from two like old-school game directors, uh, Yuji Naka and game artist Naoto Oshima. And it's supposed to be a game that harkens back to this, these two people's early creative works at Sega. So this is like mm. a 3D action platforming game, and it's very akin to um, Nights into Dreams, which is an old game that people really liked. So I, I, I hope it does well. I, I personally don't think that I would play it unless other people play it and they're like, dude, you gotta play this game. Because I sadly will not be one of those. Yeah, I, it's... It, I, it's hard to describe. If you somehow haven't seen one of the many trailers yet, go look it up and you'll be like, well, I don't understand. What's I, I didn't happening. understand it at all. It was <laughs> oh, like completely these it. two characters. It looks like you're going through like puzzles, 3D platforming, stuff like that. There's some weird villains with one that looks like a shark mermaid combo. Yeah. Uh, but then there's a guy dancing around whose eyes are in his top hat. I, I don't know. I, I was lost. You a know the, the and then a lot of dancing. It looked like there was a lot, a of, lot dancing of dancing and fun f- and fun to be had. But that does bring up the famed mythical creature that I feel like cryptozoologists don't spend enough time talking about. The shark maid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's their time to shine right now. The shark maid. (laughs) Shark maid. All right. Anyway, so that's ball on wonder world. It's, it's coming out. I hope it's good. (laughs) Uh, So the other big announcement of uh, the square Enix 
presents is that they showed off more footage of Project Athia, which when they and I don't remember when they officially announced that. Was it during it was Game Awards? So long ago. Well, I, I don't no, know. No, it was I get before that. I feel how, like. Well, actually, the Game Awards was only back in November, but yeah. Anyways, I anyway, don't know. sometime last year they announced this project at the end. They were like, "That's the working title. We'll get. We'll let you know more." Well, we know more now, and that we finally did get its actual full title, which is Forspoken. Which I was kind of like, okay. Kind of sounds like Returnal esque. I was to me. about to say the exact same thing. I was going to say, you know what? It's kind of a stupid name. <laughs> it's not but, the worst. It's yeah. not the worst, but it does exactly follow the Returnal trend of. It's kind of a stupid. It's name. like you're just putting two like two two words together, and you're just, or kind of like doing like what 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 are we doing uh, it's here? Like I will say that as far as logos go, when the Forspoken logo came up, yeah, I very distinctly cool. thought that's a good looking logo. Yeah, that was a was. sharp, cool logo. So and the game looks them. like really sharp and cool. Like the the movement of it of your main character like blowing through the world and everything yes. looks so cool that it's mostly like air based travel. Like yeah, but not mechanically enhanced like an anthem and stuff like that so i was kind of like okay plus all the creatures looked very dark souls-esque like they had that flaming wolf obviously a huge dragon dragon. and i was like that's just a regular dragon (laughs) i love that the character's like is that a motherfucking dragon it's just like yeah it is it's a big one too it's a big dragon (laughs) so it looks really cool i'm very i'm very into learning more about it i was honestly kind of with the setting and some of the creatures i was like this almost looks a little like outriders but it has seems like it's going to be a little bit more of a fantasy spin on this because it also looks like the main character is like from current time and somehow ends up in this other world yeah or maybe something happens in the regular world and suddenly there's dragons which honestly more games should start with that premise normal world we don't know what happened dragons just showed (laughs) up all of a sudden this is how the world is now just let them show up (laughs) yeah Uh, i will say that i was honestly not at all excited about project athea or for spoken in my head i keep calling it forsworn which is a real word instead of forspoken which is not a real word forsaken yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I wasn't excited about it until I saw the movement. Mm-hmm. That, like, super fast, uh, really fluid parkour, like, enhanced parkour is yeah. how I kind of wanted to classify it. Because you're right, it's not really flying, but it included a lot of really long, fast jumps that were just like these beautiful arcing like gymnast moves almost and i was like oh that looks fun because it yeah. was really fast oh it was very really fast. fast and fluid and i was like mm, okay that's a pretty cool looking mechanic i'm interested now so on movement alone and honestly looks it was a good looking game very pretty uh, it looked really nice so um I don't know enough about the story yet. Like the, oh shit, dragons. Don't, don't know enough about that yet to really have an opinion. But first glance, looks cool. I, yeah. I, will, I will give it the looks cool badge. They have my attention. I they will keep up with the game because I am curious about it. Not with bated breath, but I will, uh, an interested quirk of the eyebrow, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it'll maybe do the death loop thing for me. So like trailer two, trailer three, I'll be like, oh. Okay, it, now you're like now four you're trailers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's 
it took a cool James Bond song before. That's what sold me on Deathloop. I'm not even lying. That that whole that trailer, I was just like, yep, they put a lot of creative choice into this one, and I love it. I'm here for it. I will play this game. Yeah. But another game that I know we are both going to play is the new Life is Strange. And buddy, am I excited about this. Life is Strange. So this is Life is Strange True Colors. Which, were you also a little disappointed that they didn't play the True Colors song? Yeah. I see your true colors. Oh my God, they didn't play it. I was like, boo. I know, it was going through my head though. I was like, ah, yes. (laughs) That, That should be what this is about. But no, we do have official confirmation of Life is Strange True Colors, which will be coming out on September 10th this year. With the full game available at launch. Thank God they finally listened. Music to my ears. They finally listened. They were like, we heard you guys actually don't love episodic game releases. What? And everybody was like, 100% of gamers told you that the first time and then you still did it the second time third third tries the charm baby they finally got the message couldn't be happier oh that that just made me so happy when they said that they saved that to like the very end of the of the showcase the trailer and and learning all about it and man though i i'm very into the setting i'm very into like learning how you're going to use the ability because you're going to be playing as alex chin who is played by erica mori and she travels to Haven Springs, Colorado. I thought at first we were going back to Oregon. I know. I was like, like that's just I was like, Oregon oh, we're again. Still in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> but then I realized in one of the shots, there's a Colorado flag hanging on the wall yeah, behind her. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it's Colorado. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the Oregon of the Midwest. <laughs> exactly. So they managed to like not make that's it That's a Oregon, great way to describe it's Colorado. Still Oregon. <laughs> I swear they only know one location in the world and it's Oregon. I mean, but they make it look pretty. They make it look pretty. They do make it look real pretty. So you play as Alex Chin and you are coming to Haven Springs and you reconnect with your brother, Gabe, who you haven't seen in eight years because it revealed in the trailer that you have been a part of the foster care system. Yes. And so you come to this town, you reconnect with him. Seems like things are going great. But then, of course, it's life is strange. Tragedy has to strike. And that Natural. tragedy is that Gabe somehow dies. And, it and seems in the to trailer, it's not. Yeah, it's it's some sort of accident, you think. It's a mystery is afoot. And so you have to like team up with some of Gabe's friends that you became friends with in the city of, of uh, Haven Springs and try to see if you can figure out what exactly happened. And obviously, you know, the big thing about Life is Strange is that the characters have some kind of special ability. Max Caulfield in the first was able to rewind time. Then we had, um, I am blanking on his name. What's it? Daniel? Sean? Daniel. Daniel. Sean the, the Daniel. younger kid. Yeah, Sean go. and Daniel. Uh, Daniel had like telekinesis and stuff like that. And so now Alex's uh, ability is the power of empathy. Like she can see people's like emotions. special psychic empathy, not yes. just regular empathy. <laughs> right, right, right. But like, what if it were just regular empathy? That would be hilarious. <laughs> you you look like you're having a bad day. Can you, can we just sit and talk at all? You know, oh just my God, that me. would be the worst. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but no, it <laughs> is really like funny. a very, it is very like a psychic, uh, power of empathy where that you see the emotions of people represented through colorful auras that like surround them. And that like, then allows you to like gain insight into them, into their motivations, what's going on in their head. But then it also said, which I'm very curious to see how this plays out, that if the emotion becomes too overwhelming, it like 
causes some kind of reaction or outburst from Alex. Yeah, I mean, the way the trailer made it look is that if if the other person's emotion is too strong, it will take over Alex's own emotional state. But yeah. it also seemed to imply that some sort of real-world effect would also happen because of that. And I am also really curious to see how that actually works in the in the context of the game. Well, because didn't it show a couple times in the trailer that like an explosion? Yeah, like, it or, looked like, her, like, like a little like, explosion, like a shockwave. Yeah. yeah, like a shockwave. And I was like, so, what does that mean? <laughs> that is very curious to me. I'm very interested to see how that plays out. But Agreed. also this one looks like it's going to be a little bit more open world-esque than, I mean, open world set within this the bounds of the city, but still, you know, Life is Strange 1, you had to have a load screen every time you left Chloe's bedroom to go to another part of the house. This one looks like you're going to be able to walk throughout the city. There's going to be way more people that and NPCs that you can interact with and just talk to. And yeah. I feel like that, you know, you're going to find those side quests you're going to find. And that's all going to obviously work its way into your ability. But it's it's got me pretty uh oh they also mentioned one of our favorite things romancing options <gasps> that's there. right we have to stop. wait so real quick i do want to circle back to the setting just because i totally agree i think the setting looks like one of the more interesting ones we've encountered uh you know obviously exactly like you said in all of the previous life is strange games any explorable area is pretty contained. Right. I think that some of the more open ones I can think of were the brief scenes where you were able to walk around at school in the first Life is Strange game. Mm -hmm. Th those were pretty open. You had a pretty good amount of area to be able to cover. Uh, and in Life is Strange 2... I feel like the camp at the near the end yeah like the, episode four beginning of episode five yeah, was pretty yeah, big. I agree with you and there. Then, I also kind of felt like the... Uh, the like compound the church compound mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't like massively open but you had a yard that that was exciting <laughs> yeah and like in the woods at the very beginning of the game there were like not it's not like it was open you had to go down very specific yeah. paths but it kind of felt like there was more areas for you to like yeah. go down different more than just one main path for you to go down exactly. so yeah it looks so like there's Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just gonna say the point being, I agree that this game does look like it's going to be more open and a little bit more lively. And mm -hmm. just in terms of aesthetics, the like theme that they picked for this small town in the middle of Colorado was surprisingly colorful. Mm -hmm. It's it's like covered in flowers. All of the houses are cute little colors. It looks like a really like lively small town downtown square, which mm -hmm. I love that vibe. So I was like, oh, this setting actually looks pretty interesting. I'm already intrigued about this. Yeah, had that good, had that like rustic feel. I kind of yeah, thought, you know, yeah, very rustic. That that you get when you're in Colorado. I do love Colorado. <laughs> it's a great place. Uh, the cool thing though. Which then I was like, oh, damn, because as much as we proclaim that we love Life is Strange, neither of us have played Before the Storm yet. But now we have to, because two of the main characters who are Gabe's friends are from Before the Storm. So two we have them? to. Yeah, I believe uh, I'm forgetting her name now. Steph. But the girl, Steph, Steph. And then the other guy. Really? Ryan? I believe, yeah, he was. Oh. They were both from Before the Storm. Because I caught it in the trailer when they said that Steph was, but I must have missed it for Ryan. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's pretty. So I was like, okay, well, obviously, I was I was talking with Roro on Twitter today. He was just like, oh man, I can't wait. And I was like, yeah, but I gotta play Before the Storm now because <laughs> I I remember I started it a long time ago. I don't know why I didn't finish it, but now I gotta finish it because obviously I gotta see how this ties in together. And plus, it's gonna be more time with Chloe. So yeah, you know, all I mean, about my that. 
I, I could definitely be wrong about this for a game I've never played before the storm, but my feeling, like my gut tells me that Steph was probably a pretty secondary side character because it's a lot harder to shoehorn in a character into a new game if they already have a robust backstory. Well, I'm assuming, again, having not played the game, maybe the events of Before the Storm are like kind of like cause these characters to move from yeah, Arcadia Bay so. area and to Haven Springs, which then is maybe like the tie to just the first game. Because, you know, even in Life is Strange 2, they drove by Arcadia Bay at that one point. True. And they like stood out on that overlook looking down onto the city. But... Uh, so maybe that's just kind of like the thing that they're going to have to be like, oh, yeah, other than the special abilities and all that stuff, that's how this is all still kind of like in the same universe, which then makes me wonder, will we hear like on the news or stuff like that about like Sean and Daniel? Oh, for sure. I think that's definitely kind of going to come up, at least in passing, exactly like it did with Arcadia Bay. So I think that's definitely going to happen. And in my case, it's going to be out living in Mexico, Sean and Daniel. And I'll be like, yeah, they made it. <laughs> Screw the criminal justice system. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, actually, because it'll probably ask you. It'll probably ask you at the beginning of the game, hey, did you play the old one? Yes. Well, how how did it end? (laughs) The good way in my case. Yeah, how'd you you choose for it to end and all that stuff? Yeah. So I I, I would totally see that um, happening. This did also just kind of make me realize a a, a crucial factor that I honestly never put two and two together of Mm -hmm. why I think life is strange to never really gelled with me because life is strange. True colors centers around a central mystery. What happened to your brother? You're investigating what happened to your brother because you have reason to believe that it may not have been just an accident. The original game also centered around a pretty big, broader mystery Girls are being kidnapped and in some cases being killed and you're Mm -hmm. not sure why. So even though it didn't start out as like, oh, there's this central mystery going on, it wound up being one of the primary points of conflict of the game. And I love a good mystery. Life is Strange too. it had plenty of conflict. There was no mystery per se, because even even though you weren't sure where Daniel's powers came from, the game made no effort to like explore that concept further it was yeah. just like he has powers that's it end of story everything else was just like factual stuff of we're on the run now we're here and we're on the run now we're here and we're on the run and there was no deeper mystery and as someone like me who is so attached to the idea of investigation i was raised on nancy drew you can't just take <laughs> my mysteries away from me i like it actually i had like a, a an epiphany moment of like oh my god is that why i didn't like that game because there was no mystery. So I have, as a result, even though even though True Colors is not being developed by Don't Nod, uh, for anybody that isn't already aware of this, Don't Nod is not making the Life is Strange series anymore. They have since moved on to other things. Don't Nod is now in the hands of... Studio I, I looked up earlier, but immediately forgot. Life is <laughs> Strange. <laughs> oh, wait, who's making it? Yeah, who's making it? Oh, Deck Nine. Deck Nine. There we go. Uh, Anyways, so Deck Nine are the new developers of the, I guess, in-name Life is Strange series. It is worth mentioning that last year, um, late last year, I think in December, the Don't Nod team did release uh, a new kind of narrative story-driven game called Twin Mirrors, which Mm -hmm. I did not play, don't know anything about. 
I honestly, that one just flew right under the radar for me. So I have no idea what that game is about or how alike or dissimilar it is to uh, the kind of narrative storytelling that Life is Strange is also known for. So I'm interested to see how much True Colors feels like a Life is Strange game, but I'm kind of at a nice middle ground right now where Life is Strange 1 was amazing. Life is Strange 2 set that bar nice and low. So now really True Colors is set up for a comeback because as long as it's any better than uh than life is strange 2 for me personally i will be very happy i know some people love that game (laughs) sorry well i mean you know to each their own kind of thing but like i agree with you it does look like they've taken the feedback especially that it's not going to be a episodic release now they did say they did say though that you will they have chapter selection like you'll hit chapter breaks but like the whole thing is still there and you can go you could keep playing the next chapter you don't have to wait like two weeks or thank God. three months or whatever for the next episode and which they, it was funny that they were like you'll want it for emotional breaks so I'm like I have no doubt I'm just glad that I can still just play start playing and I can sit through and play the whole thing in one go and not have to wait months or almost a full year. Life is Strange 2 <laughs> oh like we had to with, with, with the last one. So that was all pretty oh, exciting for me. And then also too, yeah, seeing that there's going to be romance options, like that's pretty fun. Although I guess that was in Life is Strange 1 too. At I, 1 as well. <laughs> I mean, to, to an extent. To an extent. It was we, pretty. We all know who the true, the true waifu was. Exactly. So. There was a distraction that yeah. you could, you know entertain was, if you wanted but you all knew where you were going go. we, we we knew where the story was going exactly and and life is strange too kind of had that option but it wasn't like because you cycled through a cast of characters in each individual episode and you were on the move not necessarily and you were on the, the best time to well, like, that, be like yeah that's what i mean so let me settle and, down yeah, yeah another thing that i like about true colors is that it is going to be based in one place which again one of my primary complaints about life is strange too was that it never felt like you had time to form attachments with mm-hmm. other characters because you were constantly on the move. It was a feature of the game. But True Colors stays in one place. You have one small town, and you're going to get to know everybody really well. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, the two possible romantic interests, Ryan and Steph, don't know enough about either of them yet to form an opinion. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I think is very part and parcel for Life is Strange at this point, it's going to have all these scenes about music and playing the guitar. And being a musician and singing, and I was like, no. <laughs> I did make the uh, I did make that note when I was watching. I was like, oh, they traded uh, Bonavar and Sufjan uh, Sufjan Stevens for uh, Radiohead this time, though. Oh my god! So. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> At least they're branching out. They're getting yep. there. Someday they will work their way around to Britney Spears. <laughs> what? <laughs> Britney imagine Spears. what that's like. And like Life is Strange Six, <laughs> it rolls up. You know, a la Michael Scott in the office, he starts off, you're hearing Lady Gaga blaring on it over his car. And then he pulls up and he's like, it's Britney, bitch. But it's it's Britney, bitch. (laughs) But that's that'd be great. How Life is Strange, like six, seven started. It'll be called Life is Strange, toxic. And it'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) it'll be like investigating an environmental disaster. And like the cause of it and the toxic song is going to play the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I have ideas, Deck Nine. Oh, incredible. Oh, uh, but the but so if you're like us though and haven't played before the storm, well, good news because there was another announcement that their life is strange 
one and before the storm are coming out with an enhanced edition uh, that'll be coming out in the fall or either bundled with the complete edition of life is strange true colors so yeah they're they're marketing it as like a remastered version so Mm -hmm. awesome life is strange the first game is by now pretty old actually it's crazy to think about it 20 that game 13 yeah like 2013 2014 yeah so it's it's been a while and that's a great game that i think happily deserves a re-release and a remaster kudos i mean i'd I'd play it again for sure i will too um (laughs) oh and the last one the last like really cool thing i was like oh this is awesome is that life is strange true colors is fully motion capture animated so that is gonna mean like we're gonna see it increased like just it's going to look better. It's, it's going to look gonna so look much look better. Every, the animations are going to be a lot more fluid. You know, I will say that about one and two kind of stilted a little bit on some of the animation choices. And so I feel like this is going to really translate well, bring it just a whole new level of freshness and, and just like crispness yeah. to this game. That's going to be mean, great. I mean, just from what we've seen so far of the trailer, I thought it was a really good looking game. The oh, environments yeah. looked really nice. The graphics were really pretty. Uh, Life is Strange was never an ugly game, but it no. certainly wasn't the most advanced graphic, like graphically advanced game. So it's, it's nice to see it with a fresh coat of paint on top. Yep, that is for sure. Well, I think that was pretty much all of the cool things that I had on Life is Strange and then also just in general from this Square Enix Presents. Did you have any other notes on it as well? No. Other than that, you know, they they I guess they couldn't get the rights to the True Colors song. Very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it. You have time. The game doesn't come out until September someone, 10th. Where is IGN's article of like, Life is Strange to True Colors didn't play the True Colors song. What was up with that? <laughs> I want all of the game journalism to be about that tomorrow. Well, maybe we can kickstart the uh, the firestorm that should be yeah. following this yeah. travesty. It's travesty. That's been laid apart <laughs> us, upon us. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, if you had any thoughts about the Square Enix Presents or this PlayStation Indie Showcase earlier this week, you know, or thoughts in general about Life is Strange because it's pretty cool, exciting stuff, well, then let us know because we would love to talk about it with you. So send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Join our Discord server. Talk about it with us there. Comment below the Facebook uh, – I mean the YouTube video, not the Facebooks. You can comment on our Facebook as well, but, you know, whatever. Wherever you're entertaining and interacting with the show, leave us a comment there. We'll get in touch with you and talk about all this great stuff. But that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, everybody, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joining in with my co-host, Rachel Mogan, as she gives the heart emojis as we sign off. Did we forget to do them earlier? We did. Oh my god! Okay. Anyways, heart emoji. Heart emoji. We forgot. Sorry. Love you. Bye. Smooches. (laughs) We'll see you all next time.